I left my contact in focus, I thought that would be mature. Next time I'll leave an alias for sure. See robot Spike on you, Jazz! I got a contact trace from the brass rail. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber. Uh, my name is Larry Wu. I'm Curtis Withers. Uh, tell me, Larry, uh, Chewy, Itchy, or Lumpy? Which Wookiee name would you least like to be saddled with? I think Lumpy. I, I can deal with Itchy, I think. I don't know if I'd be Lumpy. Which, one's, <laughs> which one was Lumpy? Lumpy was the father? Um, which one or, was the no, kid, no, no, the kid I, I thought was Lumpy? Was, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So you're, you're bringing this back because we did talk about the Star Wars Christmas special last uh, episode, and we just had one. At least I want to talk about one more thing that we. It was quite obvious, and we didn't talk about it. Um, so uh, the special is on YouTube. You can find it. It's an hour and a half if you can stomach it. I you tried can't. to go through it again. Yeah, I, I tried. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I, you can't. Yeah, spoiler alert, you can't. It's not possible. <laughs> I tried, could not make it past the 15, 20 minute mark. And then I realized something that should have been really obvious to us before is when they developed this concept, why did they pick a character to centralize that didn't speak any English? Because for the first I would like to think it felt like the first two hours, but it's not for the first 15 minutes or so. It's just like Chewbacca grunting, like, like Wookiee, but really bad Wookiee impression grunting. And there's no subtitles. Yeah. Right. That's so, the thing. <laughs> you, you, so, you have to sort of guess, you have to guess by like their sort of context and emotion, like what they're saying. But as, as you pointed out, they're doing such a, bad job you just have no, <laughs> but, no why, why even, but why even pick a character that doesn't speak english and let's yeah let's let's go with it now now i i get it you can't do aunt Beru and uncle owen can't do that one can't go there uh han we know maybe he doesn't have any parents actually that would have been funny if they went for the han um leia can't do that one either yep so maybe it was by default <laughs> yeah it could be could be the only <laughs> the 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 only uh character that has any sort of familial ties that didn't get destroyed in the first film um if you if you actually are on uh spotify and you're, you're putting together a, a, a christmas playlist for yourself curtis and this is for everyone else uh there's a song i want you to add there and i, I added it to my um christmas playlist um it's it's quite an ingenious song. It's it's Star Wars related too. Um, let me just uh, break it up here so I can get. It's by the Matinee, and it's called Star Wars Christmas. Um, it's quite good. It's quite catchy, mm-hmm. <laughs> quite Christmassy. Give it a listen. Um, they do. They also talk about the uh, Christmas special as well. Just just in one of the verses. The the, the 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 best line out of that verse is like even Lucas can't stomach it. <laughs> oh, you definitely, definitely can. There's a there's a there's a new one out this year, right? Eh? Um, the the, the Lego, Lego one, one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 they, they 
I don't know we'd say homage or making fun of it, but they also call it Life Day, right? They carry it on. Yeah. Yeah, I think they make fun of it a fair bit. It's 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 pretty good. I mean, like those like all those Lego things, like, you know, it's uh it's just joke after joke and and they just throw every joke possible at the wall. Some of it sticks, some of it doesn't. But uh I laughed a couple of times. Okay. I, I did hear it was um really like super super kid friendly i know it's obviously supposed to be geared towards mm-hmm. kids but I, I i heard that uh like adults wouldn't have as much fun but you 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 enjoyed it still right i i haven't seen it yet yeah they managed to get through the whole they managed to get through the whole uh sort of timeline from a new hope to you know the 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 most recent movies with a little stopover there's it there's a there's a mandalorian and grogu cam cameo even like they 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 cover pretty much everything and okay. uh so it's kind of it's kind of fun um if you're a fan just to see all the references they managed to cram in there you know is it done is it done with any kind of artfulness not really but it's it's still, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's 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 a fraction of the time of the original holiday special and and far more entertaining so um if you want another new holiday special show to catch um i i I know you'd appreciate this one too curtis because it's it's got some wrestling in it as well it's um the big show show christmas special (laughs) so it just got released on netflix i haven't seen it yet but um if you haven't watched the show it's 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 funny, but it's all it's it's in the same funny as um, Two Broke Girls, where if you tried to watch the show without the laugh track, it, it wouldn't be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll give it I'll give it a watch. I tried to yeah. watch one episode of that, and I and you know what I I'll give credit to the Big Show. He has comic timing, like he's yep. he's he's way funnier than a lot of sort of eighty sitcom actors. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I think the it's so 80s sitcom, like you say, there's oh, a yeah. laugh track and totally. stuff. It, yep. can, it, it can be if, if you put that sort of genre behind you, it can be tough to get back into it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I might try to watch it again because I do like the big show. He's a he's he's an affable. He's an affable dude. Right, right. And so this this is obviously like a one time. I think it's just a slightly longer but it's it, you said it's it's like in the same vein as eighties sitcom where they'll do like a Christmas special, which is maybe two episodes in one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go go check that out. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Um so later on in uh the episode we do a our review of the movie Elf. So we'll be talking about that so you know in a way it's this is almost kind of a bit of our christmas episode but we will be doing one more episode before we cut out for a break um wanted to bring up and talk a bit about the last mandalorian episode because as they ramp up to finish the season uh so mandalorian in this episode called the tragedy so you can only imagine what would what is going to happen um, takes uh, the child or Grogu to the seeing stone on this planet. So at this point in time, might as well say spoilers from here on end. Um, Curtis, when I watched this episode, I got really nervous because my biggest fear of the Mandalorian came true. 
like it kind of came true in that first episode when he goes back to Tatooine and you see the armor and you see the disgruntled guy and at the end just before the credits roll kind of mm-hmm. shaking his fist but when slave one flew across the sky in my mind as i was watching it i w- i lit- i was like cursing i was just like oh no don't go there don't go there um that was my biggest fear now i'll i'll say that i did enjoy the episode they did it well again hats off to the writing staff there um because what i was worried about is because there's such a huge cult following with boba fett that he would kind of overshadow what the goodness that they were making with the mandalorian and i just dislike fanboys like i call myself a very high functioning star wars fan (laughs) but i i i'm not I'm not big on like I I like Boba Fett. Don't get me wrong, you know, it's cool looking armor, whatever. But I'm not big on a character that just kind of stood there in the background just to look cool, and then people demand content from it. You know, I, I you know what I mean? Like, um, like let's let's face it, Boba Fett was Mister Toy, just like how Captain Phasma was uh, Mrs. Toy or Ms. Toy. Like that was the only reason why they existed in in the in the episode, right, or in in the movie. Um, but pleasantly surprised, mm-hmm. I, I will I will say that you know, give Boba Fett some personality, you know, and uh, it looks like they'll be part of the remaining of the series, I guess. Because I was thinking he was going to die in that episode. I thought, okay, they're going to give Boba Fett like a proper death now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. just. But uh, I was wrong. I was actually, you know. So we'll see. Uh, two more episodes left. Uh, and, uh, well, I guess anyone who's seen the episode of Grogu gets captured, right? So it looks like Mando's getting a band together uh, for a go for broke rescue mission. Yeah. Um, which is interesting for a loner. Yeah. Which is interesting for a loner character, right? So, you know, you, you assume that Mando's been on his own for like the longest time and um, for him to kind of constantly go back to Navarro to bug Kara <laughs> yeah. for a favor. And and now it um, looks like Bill Burr is going to make a comeback in the next yeah. episode possibility. Yeah. That's, that's good. I like that character. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I really wanted to be part of the writer's room for this episode. Because I just wanted to hear the first time somebody said, all right, all right, hear me out. Boba Fett and, and, and Gaffney sticks. <laughs> Cause he kicks ass with that thing. It's a, oh yeah, the sand, the, the traditional sand, sand Tuscan Raider, sand people staff weapon of choice. Yeah, <laughs> and and you know, last time you saw it was like the one holding it menacingly over uh, Luke's head before, uh, before 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 it gets wasted. Uh, and, and how many times does he miss him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He it's 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 his it's his his people's weapon and he can't wield it like with any sort of accuracy whatsoever. Put it in the hands of Boba Fett, he's just like knocking out stormtroopers. He's just like cr- crushing skulls. It was pretty impressive. I, I and I noticed I don't know if they did any of that in uh the last three movies, but in this one, they're really big on crushing the stormtrooper armor right 
Yeah. Like, like I, maybe it, maybe it's because of the, the free form budget that they have and they can destroy as much as they want. But yeah, historically you've, you've, you, you've never seen like pieces go flying. Like that, I think that the first time you do, I don't know, maybe it's not the first time, but is the, I think the final episode when, where the Mandalorian armorer like takes them, takes them out with her tools. Yeah. And she like smashes one helmet, like in thousand pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one was pretty fighty, I, I found, which is okay. But what I liked about it was, unlike some of the other recent Star Wars movies when things get fighty, um, this one, they made it fighty but progressed the story. There was talking during the fight. Like, I can, I, you, you see that it was a vehicle for Mando and uh, Fennec, who played by... Uh, Ming-Na Wen mm-hmm. because you know at, at the beginning it was like oh everybody's enemies everyone's standoffish and during that fight there is a coming together of the three right yes and um, you you get that sense through the fighting and they are talking throughout the fight um, which has always been an old Star Wars thing like if you watch the original trilogy there's there's always talking during the fights to kind of keep things moving mm-hmm. like you, you you look at when they rescue Leia Mm-hmm. it's all talking and they're shooting and they're talking because yeah. the, you know you need to kind of get establish all the characters and keep the story yeah. moving she, she's got that sassness like someone's got to save our skins and all that yeah. kind of stuff and darth vader doesn't shut up anytime he's fighting <laughs> yeah he's just like taunting you know like he's trash talking and uh and and also exposition like there's <laughs> Yeah, some of the, some of the, the most <laughs> the biggest points of exposition come during lightsaber fights in the original Star Wars movies. Okay, so a, a, another thing that came that was a realization, and I, I had to shake my head a few times. Not shake my head, just more to clear it up than 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 in the disagreement is uh, Ming Na Wen, who plays Fennec, the sharpshooter bounty hunter, who gets some type of robotic surgery done by Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll, I'll buy it. She's 57. <laughs> I did not know that. I knew that like, she's been around, but I didn't know that she was 57. Well, she was like in her 30s when, even when she did um, Joy Luck Club. That was in the 90s, man. So <laughs> I, I was just like, she's 57. Like, geez, we should all be so lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I kind of like that character from last season. So I'm kind of, I, I, I like them bringing back some of these uh these fan favorite uh characters from the first season so yeah well it's 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 good it's good for them to have like you say you want that the mandalorian to have its own universe its own organic universe without having to rely on you know going 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 to the core sort of star wars lore to keep supplementing it right and it's fine like i liked boba fett in this as well and i don't mind if 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 they if you know you you do want to see the points where it intersects with the sort of core star wars universe but as you say you also want it to have have its own you know outer rim is a huge place and you you know it, it can tell stories you know outside of what's been done before which i think it's done a pretty good job of doing uh, yeah, my my whole thing is 
and that's why I like Mandalorian so much is it's doing a good job of expanding the universe and not going dipping their toe back into the old uh, old sand pit or <laughs> or the playground in, in over here where you know where we're very familiar with, which is fine. But I just don't go don't go to that well too many times. That's all I have mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. Um, now. Last two episodes, um, I do have a prediction that mm, might happen. You never know. Uh, but I kind of thought more about the, the episode before this with Ahsoka Tano and her bringing up Grand Admiral Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Because they're clearly going to throw out anything that Timothy Zahn has written. Like that, that, that timeline and, that, and those events not, are not happening. Um, I'm curious if this episode either reveals that like Moth Gideon is not the ultimate bad guy and it could be Thrawn really kind of, uh, orchestrating everything. Um, because I don't know if they can get any further mileage from Gideon after this season. Like two seasons as the bad guy, I don't know. They they might, um, but I'm just kind of curious because if they introduce Thrawn, like is it was it just a throwaway line mm-hmm. to get the fanboys cheering, or will there be some type of payoff coming in the future? I I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But that's going to be an interesting one because he's such a interesting looking character. He does well in the animated but you're gonna have to bring in this blue skinned alien that doesn't look silly yeah <laughs> right yeah so i mean fortunately he's he's uh humanoid right like it's right you know. right right and and he speaks english so there's no yeah or speaks basic uh, um you know for those <laughs> to, be, to be a star wars fan but uh uh so it shouldn't be too yeah. hard to pull, for for them to the, them to uh, pull off uh, right, but uh, yeah, he uh, he has a very yeah. If you've if you've seen him before, because I guess he was quite prominently featured in Rebels, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. He's, he's got a look. He's got a distinctive look that you want to get right because very much his looks very much a part of his, you know, what mm-hmm. makes his character kind of interesting. Yep, definitely. So be interesting to see what the next next episode is going to be. Again. Good choices on the guest stars. And I think, uh, was it Robert Rodriguez directed this yeah. last episode? So that explains a lot of the fightiness. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it's been, it's been a good season. I, you know, I, I think like maybe it's, it's lost a bit of the, the sort of novelty of the first season, you know, you, you kind of know what to expect of it more, but I think that they've done a pretty good job uh advancing the story it hasn't really dragged it hasn't really i don't think it's had too much of a sophomore slump mm. uh, which is which is which is promising yeah definitely okay well looking forward to the episode this week uh let's head to the headlines um little little light on the headlines but there was the uh big big one the other day when uh, rudolph giuliani um was uh tested positive for for covid which 
surprisingly it's like geez it took these guys long enough (laughs) seeing how they they really don't care and the way that they've been holding on like i'm just i'm surprised it just didn't happen any earlier Mm -hmm. um also i hear i hear that uh he had to call in his own ambulance and he called himself into the walter reed um pool and swimming supplies that's true that's where he checked himself in that's true Woo, if if only, if only that had been <laughs> that had been so perfect. Well, well, we you know we we don't want to wish him ill will. You know, I'm I'm sure he'll get like the top notch oh, um, medical system that that went through uh, Trump as well. So I'm I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, There's part but, of me uh, that wonders if these guys kind of want to get it so that they can like because they all have access to you know top of the line. Uh, medical mm-hmm. treatment so they can get it and then they can get over it and then they can be like see it was nothing you know kind of thing yeah it's trying to push you re- that narrative and you don't realize they're, they're being pumped full of so many steroids just to <laughs> keep everything running yeah um but uh that being said uh health canada has okayed the pfizer vaccine mm-hmm. not bad december from from March when things kind of broke down, it goes to show you what the scientific community can do if you have the political will and you throw boatloads of money at them and say make this happen. Yeah, and just don't don't shackle it. You know, like, like yeah, <laughs> let it do its let the science community do its thing. Um, yeah, I, I I saw the 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 timeline, uh, the the projected timeline for the Canadian rollout and. Uh, so I think it would be like third quarter next year. You know, this is obviously a preliminary um, timeline and anything could happen. But uh, third quarter next year, um, 100% uh, immunization for those who choose to, to take, take mm. the, uh, the vaccine, which is, which is, yeah, amazing considering. I mean, it seems like it's taking forever because we've been in, you know, various stages of lockdown since March. But yeah, you're right. It's amazing how quickly they got, you know, the the medical science community got this done. Oh, yeah. So I, I was talking to uh, someone uh, earlier this week, I wouldn't go as far as them saying that they're an- anti-vaxxer, but they were asking me, oh, do you think you'd get the vaccine right away? And I was like, sure why not what's what's the concern and their concern was just they they were just so amazed at how quickly it happened and they were kind of worried that there'd be some after effects i'm like yeah sure but any drug has any type of you know after effect or you might be allergic to it or whatever and i was just like um hey you never know maybe i'll get a superpower from uh (laughs) from the vaccine on top of being uh covid free so my question to you curtis is if this were to happen to you and you get the COVID um, vaccine and suddenly it gave you a superpower, what superpower do you think you'd like to inherit from this vaccine? Um, it's funny because uh, I was thinking the other day about how I'd love to have Magneto's Master of Magnetism. It'd just be really cool. Until you're faced with someone who's made of stainless steel. Is stainless steel... Can you can or you plastic. magnetize it? <laughs> okay, no, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I I thought I, I think the character's name is Domino. She oh. has the power to 
uh, influence probability, which mm-hmm. AKA she's lucky. Mm-hmm. I think the power of luck, it would be a pretty good one, right? You know, doing mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, look, I got a seat on the subway. How lucky. Or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's looking a... to get the last, looking to get the last uh, bunch of bananas at, uh, at the local fruit and veg. And, oh, look, it's there just for me. <laughs> yep. Being, being master over probability has 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 uh, some pretty big advantages yeah so i I'm, I'm i'm thinking i'm i'm thinking now now of course during this conversation this person is like completely looking at me as if i'm completely bonkers but i'm also like why wouldn't i take it like you know what i mean <laughs> like the 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 anti-vaxxers and, and conspiracy theory people like i'll be the first one to give you guys like a little medal if you guys are right but in the meantime like i don't know why I guess I, I, I have a problem with uh, trying to reconcile why, why the conspiracy theorist people are all up in arms and, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I enjoy a good conspiracy theory, but I, I don't understand when they are, oh, oh, you're serious. You, you really think this way? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, but, obviously, like, you know, there's no, you know, there's, there's no harm in sort of questioning things you know but uh yep yep no no definitely but like i'm not a scientist i, I don't know if you know that larry but i am i'm i'm not a I'm, come on i'm not a, i'm not a scientist and if a, if if it if there's like a peer-reviewed study and there's a lot of scientists have can have consensus on something i'm probably going to believe them just like just like i would hope that they'd believe me if i if i was giving them you know, Final Fantasy 14 tips, you know, none of them played Final Fantasy 14. And I was like, no, man, you know, you got you got to you got to get your got to get got to you got to level all your crafting professions at the same time. Don't level <laughs> one way, way, way quicker than the others, or you're going to have to be buying all your materials from the auction house. That's the, I, I know we're deviating. That's an interesting concept because oh, that yes, goes we are. Yeah. <laughs> that because that goes against everything that i understand in an rpg like i always i my 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 uh, my motto is specialize don't generalize when it comes to character building but what you're saying is in final fantasy 14 that's actually a better way of going because i think the difference compared to uh say world of warcraft um is in final fantasy 14 you can be every single class that you have one character and that character can take on any class and you level the classes separately, but you only have one mm-hmm. character, so you can switch between the classes. So you have access to all the crafting and gathering classes, um, but they rely on each other, right? Because because there's a lot of cross sort of pollination of the of the of the materials needed to 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 build things. So if so if your leather worker is like super advanced you know you're still going to need to craft certain things you're still going to need some 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 smithed metal or some or some some woodworking or stuff like that and uh you kind of want to be you want to be independent of the of the auction house where people are just jacking up the prices for materials Mm. so yeah it's not not as good to specialize in final fantasy 14 and i hope that the science community would listen to me (laughs) Yeah, let's reel that one back. Let's reel that one back in. I, I, I think they will understand. I, I, 
<laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 I know that I'm probably going to be the one of the last people that would be qualified to get one. But if it will save lives, then let's let's do this. I'm I'm not I'm not of the mindset of oh I can get back to my you know whatever life I had before, which is a nice effect. But I can we just stop people from dying from this unnecessarily? You know what I mean? I mean, I could uh, just see it being in alphabetical order and we'll be amongst the last to get it. Oh, God. Just yeah. Like, just that, like hot dog day. You know, you're the last yeah. to get hot dogs. Yep. Always. Get the vaccine. Always. <laughs> Always the last. And then they'll, they, they, they sometimes they not, not run out of dessert, but they usually have two choices and then you're like stuck with whatever is left. The, yeah. Vanilla ice vanilla, cream. Yeah, vanilla. <laughs> um talking about uh i don't know how i'm going to segue this one back into our headlines but uh i guess we're talking about space and aliens i don't know so there's this article <laughs> that i found about this former israeli space chief um now i, ha- I have to preface it that the man is old let, let, let's 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 face it. he's like 85 and he Oh, he's 87. So he claims that obviously humanity is not ready for a contact with aliens. Well, duh. Um, but he says that the U.S. and the Israeli government agreed to keep this a secret. Like, he goes on to talking about that there's this declaration of a galactic federation and that they they actually meet on Mars. There's an underground bunker in Mars where they have this summit. Now, why aliens would have a summit with us still is beyond me but when he said there was a galactic federation and they they don't want to help us because of some prime directive makes me think that this guy watched an episode of star trek fell asleep and thought oh that was real wasn't it yeah it, it seems <laughs> it seems unlikely <laughs> i mean i don't think it's it's necessarily unlikely that there's aliens i'd say it's probably pretty likely that there's that yeah if 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 this is the pinnacle of life in the universe that's sadly disappointing so i'm hoping that uh that there that there is but yeah i i think like a a sort of struck a structure like a like a government style structure is probably not a thing this is you know these whenever you hear about uh you know what people prophesize alien or like, or like, like think aliens are going to be like, they're always basically like humans with, you know, different looking, like different looking humans, but with like, you know, you know, the, like very, very human sensibilities. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that that just, that, that just speaks to our creative limitations. Like I think that they're, that, you know, they could very well be unfathomable and, you know, I, d- I don't don't think that they have a federation where they're meeting and advising <laughs> and advising the U.S. government on how to best reveal <laughs> their existence. Reminds me of the episode of The Simpsons. Should we tell them about those uh, apes that came back from space, all super intelligent? It's like speaking with the English accent. No, I'm afraid we won't be telling them that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> roller skates out of the room um another story i dug up and this 
really, it was one of one of these headlines I read, and I said, "Really, this is important to us in the time that we're in." But I guess the city is looking to extending some pilot that's in the in in the city right now um, for further study, um, because the city of Toronto loves um, issuing out. Um, you know, studies to do this and that. It's like a, it's like a Oprah giveaway, right? Like you get a study and you get a study. Uh, but this is looking at um, uh, doing the uh, keeping like, I think there's, I don't know what the number is, but keeping hens uh, in your backyard. So kind of like a mini backyard chicken farm, I guess. Um, the, the only reason why I brought this up, Curtis, and I know you, you said you had a neighbor in your neighborhood that has one, but yes. the, the fact that the, the hipsters in city hall named it urban hens to pilot. Yeah. I just went, Oh yeah. God, Trinity yeah. Bellwoods people. Yeah. You guys, yeah. you guys are. Uh... So I guess this, this program allows you to keep a certain amount of hens, um, uh, in your backyard and you, you obviously people are, are harvesting them for eggs. So these people are clearly not vegan, right? Like, so they're exploiting mm-hmm. their chickens. Um, I don't, I've never thought there was any like a safety issue or even like quote unquote noise. It's just, what do you do in the winter, right? Like, are you building an enclosure? You bring them inside. You should ask your neighbor that Curtis, like what do they do during the winter or do you see? Um, yeah, I don't know what they do. Um, yeah, I, I imagine you'd have to. Uh, I, I yeah, do I, some, do, yeah. I really don't know. That's a good question. So, if someone knows and wants to mail email us, they can they can <laughs> or messages <laughs> or comment because I'd love to know what what how are these people like securing these chickens now, Curtis? My my question to you, other than the chicken, what would you include in your animal farm in your backyard? Oh, gee. So other than that, and I'm not. I'm talking about. I'm talking about an animal farm for you, not not animal farm as in uh, the allegory for uh, Stalinism. That's 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 comforting. <laughs> that's comforting to know that that's not what I'm getting dragged into. Uh yeah. I don't know. And so we'd have to keep. We'd have to sort of like you can't say a horse or anything because like we have to keep this within the parameters of an urban. Well, like, you can no, totally say a horse. There's never going to be urban horse to. It's just well, not. Well, what are you what are you going to do with said urban horse to? Other, you know, because it's just a horse would be like. What is it? The horse is going to help you. I guess you you could use it as transportation. Yeah. Like clearly the the cops don't have to clean up after them when they ride them around town. So maybe you don't have to either. No. So that no. that's a I'd say that's a total legit answer. But I would think maybe your answer would be more towards what they're doing with the chicken, which is like. So, like a producing type animal uh well yeah if, if it's a producing type animal <clears throat> what about um like a like a nice a nice a nice sheep a nice wool bearing sheep yep that's a good one that's could, a good one I could, I'll, I'll, I'll uh make you some mittens for your birthday well yeah oh thank you <laughs> but you're right that's a, that's a good one right shave it shave it for wool and you can get milk right dairy from sheep i think so is, right? there's sheep cheeses yeah sheep cheeses, sheep cheeses is, yeah. is a thing yeah. um hold on what's a famous one uh famous italian what uh percorino is is sheep cheese oh, i think there you go yeah 
Oh, I could also, or I could say a goat, and then I could you can get. Uh... No, I, I, I that that would have been mine because then the goat could mow my lawn for me. I just like let it out and just let mm-hmm. it. I, I just have to train it somehow to to kind of eat evenly, so that there's no bald spots. I, I I'd have to kind of give it some kind of OCD about not <laughs> overeating in one spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I mean, yeah. So short term pain with all that training, but then the long term gain. The goat eats your lawn to a to a to an even level. That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> very right. sustainable lawn care, Larry. No, totally. Go ahead, crap all over it. It just returns it back to the earth. Yeah. Um, it'd probably be a pretty good because uh, they're fairly territorial. I would think too, right? Maybe I think so. Aren't they always button heads? Isn't there? Yeah. So. So I, I could just like just put it on my front yard and it it can just you know wreak 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 terror in my neighborhood and keep my lawn warm. Yeah, and some kid you know throws his football in your backyard and then tries to hop the fence and then that goat just butts it butts him in the ass and then he yep never done. never bothers you again and you keep the football and I get to keep the football and if I can get some kind of maybe put a dash cam on the goat itself so I can get like point of view perspective as it uh yeah. kicks ass yeah and then and then put it on youtube and youtube you become a youtube star look at that yeah. it's you've been it's a million dollar idea man total million dollar idea not to get a goat at this point <laughs> <laughs> all right so um we have a a returning uh special segment that we always that we do on the show it's our review um and we uh, so this was my pick, um, and I thought, okay, we're coming across the Christmas holiday. Let's do a Christmas one, and it's uh, it's an easy pick. This one is 2003's Elf, starring Will Ferrell and James Caan. Um, what can we say about this? <laughs> this um, it's got awkward. A, it's got a really good cast. Like it, it, it is a serious cast, and we, uh, we got, we got to dig deep into this. But um, let, let's give a little preamble. So, Elf is a story of this. Uh, he's still awkward, right? awkward man who grows up thinking that he's an elf. Mm-hmm. He's, um, he's, he's, he's an, an orphan, orphan, right? He's an, he's, or- a, he's an. Well, he's not an orphan. He's uh, no, no, no. He's 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 sort of a, a given given up to to for a for adoption. Yeah, yeah, and he he somehow gets into Santa's sleigh, and he's uh, he's gets flown to the he's back in the North Pole. So um, I I wouldn't say ha- I would you know like, like a good portion of the movie happens in the North Pole, and then the other half is in New York. Um, it's uh, a story about son looking for his father. So it's, 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 it's the whole movie is so full of heart, right? Like, which is what you kind of want in a Christmas movie anyways. Um, and uh, so huge story about father and son, uh, son looking for father and trying to bring back some Christmas spirit in, in, in his life. And uh, it's also a great little fish out of water story because Will Ferrell is awkward. The funny thing is he's awkward everywhere he goes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's not like he's normal. 
in the North Polk, and when he's in New York, he's like equally, uh, yeah, uh, awkward itself. But um, I would on I'll go on I'll go on record. I I I really like this movie still, and even watching it again, I I it came because anyway, it's two thousand three, so it's almost twenty years old. I would go on record that this is like a Christmas classic now because mm-hmm. it's pretty timeless. Like it, 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 you watch it again and it's not dated. And I'll when we go when we completely geek out, I'll explain why I think it's not dated. Um, but uh, yeah, enjoyed it. What, what what did you think, Curtis? I, I liked it. Um, yeah, so it starts off where he's he's a he's a baby in uh, in Santa's workshop and grows up there. And then there's obviously, you know, too sort of gangly and awkward to to make a go of it there. And uh, and there's some good, there's some pretty good, uh, pretty good jokes in the North Pole about uh, when he's in the North Pole scenes about his, uh, you know, about about that fish out of water thing you're talking about, where he's a, a human in the in the elf world, and his uh, and his adopted dad is played by. Bob Newhart in in a in a very Newhart esque performance. Just that, that <laughs> no, it's totally, no, exactly. I was gonna I was gonna point it out. It was basically like, uh, and oh by the way, uh, to tie it with Mand with Mandalorian, John Favreau directed this movie. In fact, it was actually I think it's his it was his first movie after Made. Like I think he didn't really do any other movies until. Uh, he hadn't done any movies until um, uh, this was kind of like his big one. Like, you know, made at, is a cult classic and I think people still enjoyed it and he did a great job, but um, John Favreau, like just pulled out of nowhere. Hey, you should do this movie. And um, I, I, Bob Newhart was his pick apparently. Yeah. And oh, yeah. <laughs> you think you know why. Yeah. And it's, and it's great because his, he's, he's so unlike the other elves, all the other elves are like, sort of like, they have the very, very stereotypical sort of elven qualities. Like they're very cheerful and, you know, chipper and industrious. And Bob Newhart's just sitting in the chair and he's got that, you know, that that sort of stuttery, you know, delivery and mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. And it's, and it's, and it's, yeah, it's great casting. He's sort of casting against type sort of thing. Um, and uh, he has a good relationship with, like they, he has good chemistry with Will Ferrell. Um, but uh, yeah, then Will Ferrell discovers that he's a human and that his father is alive and in New York City, and he walks to New York City from the North Pole. <laughs> and, and, uh, and yeah, the entire what I the thing I loved about it when he first gets to New York City, he's walking around in his elf costume. So picture, you know, leggings. So he's got like yellow leggings. He's got like a green tunic. He's got the 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 pointy hat and he, and this is so new york it, it's very no one, uh, no one cares you know no one yeah, right, right. <laughs> like like yeah when when he's sort of in interactions with people they're like they think he's weird that he looks like an elf but when he's walking on the street no one's looking at him you know no one no one cares and that is so new york you could look yep as weird as you want no one's gonna bat an eye well the the uh the costume is very reminiscent if not ripped off from the is it Rankin Bass, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, yeah. like the animatronic? Yeah. Like I think it's not um, 
it's not the main character's costume, but I think Will Ferrell's like wearing like the boss's costume colors, like the, that, that green and yellow gold band. Um, it's not, it's not Hermie. Like Hermie right. uh, is like wearing some kind of blue suit, I think, or whatever. But, um, but you're totally right. Like he, and I think there was a lot of homage being played out there because if you, if you look, I think when they said all the scenes in, in, um, in the North Pole, I want it to look like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Red Pole, uh, North Pole. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like the, the color schemes of everyone. And, and isn't there this, the snowman, like the, yeah. the animatronic snowman, Leon. like the Burl Ives. Like, wasn't Leon was his name, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. He's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, it's, 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 it's starts off, uh, very sort of funny and charming. And then, you know, it, it manages to sort of maintain that when it gets to New York, which is New York is, is a far less charming place than, uh, mm-hmm. the North pole, but you know, he is undaunted. He is, he is, uh, focused on his goal of finding and connecting with his, his dad who's played by James Kahn and uh, is a unscrupulous children's book publisher who's on the naughty list. He's Sonny Corleone. Yeah. <laughs> Sonny Corleone. But but that's an also interesting pick because James Kahn is not known for his comedies, right? Like mm, it may yeah. have been his first comedy character character role. Like he's he's kind of always been Sonny Corleone kind of guy's guy yeah. role, right? The, or the so, or the torture victim in misery. It's the only yeah. other thing I know him from. Yeah, you're right. But but to have but but he's a perfect, um, he's a perfect character for Will Ferrell's buddy character to play off of, like because he basically is you know so straight laced, and you can almost you can, you're one you're also wondering whether or not he's acting or not when Will Ferrell is doing his thing because you get the sense that they, they, they let Will Ferrell just kind of go and like use Saturday night live skills of, of, um, of, of, of ad lib and just kind of letting him improv. And then James Conn is just like, get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Very annoying. Well, Stop. because you know, we talked about John Favreau, this being kind of like his first gig. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong at this time, Will Ferrell, had only been in night of the night night at the Roxbury. Yeah. Or maybe old school might've been in and around exactly the same time, but Will Ferrell itself was, you know, he was not like kind of carrying movies. Like his big characters, movie characters have not been out yet. Yeah. It was before like his anchorman sort of, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, it was. Yep. You're right. It was the same year as 2003. Was also old school. And, so uh, you know, Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Yeah. And before that, yeah, he was uh, in Night of the Roxbury. And then I don't think he was. I think he had like uh, cameo roles or supporting roles in in like you know he was in Zoolander and uh, Austin um. Powers. Austin Powers, yep, yep. But like but, he, he was not in the lead, but not in the no, lead, right? No. Like he had to he had to carry this movie. Yeah. Yeah, he had to carry this movie and you know, and he's still you know, it's a kind of a risk because like, you know, Will Farrell, I think even today, Will Farrell 
probably your mile your mileage may vary on on him you know if if you like his shtick or not um so you know to to put him in in you know what 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 uh would be I don't know if it was a big, but I mean, I'm sure the budget of this was probably like relatively big, like a big Christmas movie. You want him to carry your big Christmas movie. It was kind of a risk, but you know, I think it, it, it definitely paid off. Hmm. And uh, yeah, you had, uh, and then uh, you had uh, Zoe Deschanel as, uh, as Jovi, who is uh, uh, the sort of uh, somewhat of a misanthropic worker at the Gimbal's sort of Santa's workshop. Uh, who uh, becomes his love interest, uh, which was uh, uh, really cute, and, and that was also well done. I, I I felt that that wasn't too cheesy. No, and, no, uh, no. It 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 didn't take on any like any of the Ron cons type stereotypes. Like you know, I, did you notice the interesting um, uh, cameo? Are you talking? I about- never noticed. I never noticed it until watching it this time, and he plays one of the elves. I don't know if you if you if you if you caught it. Mm. I think he has maybe like one or two lines, maybe just a single line in in the in the movie. No, I'm not sure. So this is from another Christmas classic. Uh, is um, the actor's name is Peter Peter Bingsley. Oh, Bill, Peter name. Billingsley from A Christmas Billingsley, Story. Yeah. That's right. I didn't know he was one of the elves. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So you you kind of see him like he's he's one of the ones that basically giving Buddy a hard time. Like mm-hmm. he's wearing. They yeah. had to kind of put glasses on him so to kind of see if you can right, you know, right. recognize him. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I, I I noticed that that was kind of interesting too. Uh, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, Again, yes, early yes. early role for Peter Dinklage, right? Peter Dinklage, and and he's not on screen for very long, but he's great as yep. uh, what's his name, Miles Finch, Miles Miles Finch, yep. the uh, the 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 diva children's author, and then there was yep. uh, the the other writer, the writers for uh, for James Con's. Uh, um, publishing company was uh, uh kyle gas of tenacious d fame and uh andy richter of conan o'brien fame so yeah you get some some pretty you know so like like quite a quite a good well-rounded cast oh mary steenburgen mm. of course as uh as as uh buddy is like a stepmom james Conn's wife yep um there is a another interesting uh tie-in because you know john favreau probably called her and hey if you want to be in the mandalorian is uh amos sedaris she has a really pretty small role oh, i think right. she She's played the receptionist right that's right yeah that's right yeah yeah so uh so yeah there's a there's a lot of talent in this movie and yeah it's 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 fun like i i really laughed at a couple of times like because because it's the fish out of water and buddies like uber innocent and doesn't especially in a place like new york and he goes mm-hmm. in the gimbals and they have like a like a frilly like santa sort of uh lingerie sort of thing it says for the special someone in your life and he's uh, for the special someone in your life and then you can kind of see it coming and it's still really funny when it happens but his dad yep. gets a package and opens it up and then <laughs> there's, there's a really 
a really lovely homemade card and then the, yep. <laughs> and, then the lingerie. and yeah i i knew it was coming but i still laughed so many great one-liners again uh having not watched it maybe it probably hasn't been that long it's probably maybe about four years since i've seen it um forgot how many great one-liners are in this uh, movie as well really memorable lines and and again you, you say them without context and they're not that funny like like the norwal hope you find your hope you find oh, yeah. your dad buddy yeah <laughs> who apparently is voiced by john favreau really yeah the, the norwal <laughs> who also plays uh the the, the doctor who the doctor yes that uh, through dna tests that buddy is the son of uh I wish I could. I wish I could stop calling him James Conn's character, but I do forget his name, even though I just watched it yesterday. <laughs> uh, Walter Hobbs. Walter Hobbs. Right? Yes, yes. Right. Yeah, Walter Hobbs. That's Walter Hobbs. So, uh, doctor. Yeah. So I think it's it. The the movie spun off on a few things, but I guess there's um. I I I I hear that there is a. Uh, uh, I, I don't. I don't know if it's ever come to Toronto, but a, a musical of rendition of um, of Elf. Oh, yeah. I think it's it's maybe Broadway or off Broadway, but haven't uh, haven't seen it, seen it myself. But um, there's that, and uh, um, where uh, Buddy uh, confronts the fake Santa or the gimbal Santa. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just just great lines um but yeah i, I and i kind of said at the top of the review the christmas classic and i think i think it is one like if if you were to if you were to line up oh hey like we got to see the christmas movies uh, you know there are the people that want to break out the love actually i say you got to break out elf yeah i i, I we've watched elf for a, a couple of christmases now uh we are a, a love actually free household um <laughs> That movie will not be watched unless 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 uh, the people who who want to watch it, if I'm there, they, I, I have to warn them beforehand that I will be mocking it throughout its entire <laughs> runtime. <laughs> we we and, and 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 you'll be dressing in cosplay while doing it, right? Yeah, just just to be extra annoying. Or you you could be like Buddy the Elf, extra annoying in front of them. I could be. I I can be that annoying. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say, uh, our, our, our Christmas movies that we, that we see every year are, uh, uh, Elf, uh, Christmas Vacation, um, Scrooged, um, and, uh, we usually when there's kids around, we'll watch Arthur Christmas, Mm -hmm. uh, and then, um, and then I usually like to watch Bad Santa, and a Christmas story and Heather watches tons. So she'll watch like, you know, all the, what is it? Miracle on 34th street and all that kind of, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but she'll also watch like some super depressing ones. She'll, she'll watch like any, basically any Christmas movie, but we won't watch love actually. Hmm. Die hard. Um, definitely. Uh, one other actor we didn't talk about uh, is, uh, Ed Asner, who plays Santa. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> another another great pick. Yeah. But again, uh, 
Ed Asner, not you know, he's his main character is known as the boss from Mary Tyler Moore, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, I again, those two, Bob Newhart and him, are interesting picks. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah, guys that you just grew up knowing, and yeah, uh, just hey, they're they're they'd be great for the job, and they did. They, yeah, you know. Yeah, that was um, it, yeah. It was it was it is it is a really sort of sweet movie without being cloyingly sweet, and and it is in 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 parts like like very funny, like yeah, yep. very quotable, very funny. I laughed out loud a couple of times. I I, th- I think it because it, you're right. It, it's it's not that disgustingly sweet because the movie is also very charming mm-hmm. right um and you connect with all the characters there's there there's there's a little bit of everything and um like you said buddy buddy doesn't change right like we we talked about this before where the hero um has goes through some form of transformation but he's not the one that goes through transformation right like he 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 achieves his goal in, in getting together with his dad and when they finally hug at the end and that's a very touching scene but um you know buddy still is buddy right like the, the end of the movie they they're, they're back at the north pole right yeah i think they're there for, to visit i don't think that they oh right they live there but yeah but then he's still trying to sit on his dad's yep knee. you know will ferrell is what like six foot three six foot four so and he's dressed on an elf's knee. So this is the part I think I said at the beginning about how timeless it is. And in two thousand and three, if you think about what was going on then, so this was still uh, had Attack of the Clones just come out by then. That's uh, early tw- early two thousands. We have this issue, uh, and I'll say it, I'll say it right issue where there was technology and movies were so like it was exploding right like cg was used everywhere i don't think this movie uses any cg um before lord of the rings had come out um like right when did lord of the rings come out it came out maybe in or around this time oh i i forgot but yeah i think so a lot of the shots apparently with Will Ferrell in the North Pole is is all forced perspective, right? So there's no CGing, shrinking people and making people look awkward. And the decision to go with stop motion rather than a CG um, snowman mm-hmm. or or the Norwal, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think also helps it make doesn't date it, like because I I've been. Uh, I, I I've been I'm not watching it. Well, I guess I'm watching it. I'm, I'm I'm catching little scenes of Attack of the Clones. You go back and watch that, Curtis, and that one feels dated because the CG, as good as it was for the time, the CG looks brutal now. Like you just kind of see how fake everything kind of feels and looks. Mm-hmm. Versus looking at Mandalorian now, and you're and you're like, you're looking at the background, and you're like, that is fake. <laughs> I saw the making of. They're on some giant video game LCD screen, you know, using the using the the Fortnite Unreal Engine to real time render that background, and 
it still looks good. It looks a bit flat, but you, you go back and watch any of those older heavy CG movies of the early 2000s um, and you, you, you see it dated. But watching Elf, because they kind of made some interesting choices about how they were going to do the effects, just do good old camera tricks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. That's a good point. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, it definitely doesn't ha- ha- run into those uh, those kind of problems. Yeah, I, I, I thought it looked, it looked like it could have come out, you know, this mm-hmm. year. So do yourself a favor, grab it um, uh, and, and catch uh, Elf this Christmas. Share it with your loved ones. Share it with yourself. I don't know. It's 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 a great movie. Like, yeah, it's it's very it, it's a lot of fun. There, there's there's also scenes where like you you catch yourself. I I shouldn't be laughing this hard, but I am. Yeah. Which, oh yeah. Like, yeah. That, that, that's and that's what you kind of want in a in, in a movie, especially during these times. Everyone could use a really good laugh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. There's some uh, there's there's some fairly broad humor in parts, but it it, it works. And that's Will Ferrell, right? Like. Yep, he's pretty good at making that kind of stuff work. You, you bet. Um, so the right now we're recording on December 9th. Uh, tomorrow or this in a few hours, in about a few hours, uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven goes goes up on on uh, for download. Are are you going to stay up, Curtis? Are you gonna you gonna stay up and play, grind a bit or? Need something something new for my PS Five. Ooh, that that's gonna look pretty awesome on that. <laughs> I I've decided that I'm I'm gonna make my character look like the weekend. Ah, good choice. I I I because I, I, I not 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 his um performance stunt of him uh, in Blinded by the Light um, bandages, but just like him in general. Yeah, I, I just think he'd look pretty cool as a as a cyberpunk. Uh, 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 gun for hire. Yeah, well, I don't know. Oh yeah, definitely. That's a, yeah, that's a good one. I haven't thought about mine yet. Probably, well, I figured probably, that probably, probably, he'll probably be bald with a beard and slightly overweight. Because you're gonna hide in plain sight. <laughs> that's right. You know, don't don't worry about him. He's he he looks comfy. He doesn't look like a threat. Yeah. And probably he's not, because I'm usually pretty bad at these games until no, I no. get a couple hours. In a Here, here's the here's here's the challenge, Curtis. You make him look like uh, Bob Newhart. Oh uh, yeah, I can do that. In, in fact, just make him Bob Newhart. <laughs> Actually, you can't really rename him, right? He, I think your character is always referred to as V. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Bob Newhart as V. Okay, so. Uh, for the next episode, we'll, we'll both you and I will uh, give our first impressions on the game and how uh, my weekend Ooh. and your Bob Newhart character uh, pans out in in the world. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we're gonna we're, Curtis and I were talking. We're gonna do one more episode. So next episode will be our holiday special episode. I'm we'll we'll kind of cook up something uh, for that. Um, and then we're taking a little bit of a break, so you guys can uh, go off and enjoy your your holiday time. Um, Curtis, uh, if, if we weren't in the lockdown, would you guys be doing anything exciting? Um, I don't think so. I think we 
<clears throat> we would probably just keep it to sort of like, you know, the usual family stuff. Um, I don't know, one of these days, like, I know that my my parents have talked about, like, going, going like, uh, somewhere warm for Christmas. Ah, yes. Maybe yes, one year do. we'll end up doing it, but it won't be this year, obviously. How about, how about you? Oh, oh hold on. You now made me th- think of, I think we'll have to start the uh, holiday special episode with that song. We'll have to um, put aside the corporate Valentines uh, for one episode is um, I think we're, it's we're there when you need us. No, it's, it's uh, yeah. But uh, for the holiday episode, cause you just made me think about, you said warm Christmas and um, uh, Bing Crosby's song. Have you ever, ever heard that one? Oh, is that the, the, the Hawaiian Christmas? Yeah, the, the, uh, like, Mili, 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 come, uh, kicking my, I can't pronounce it. I'll, I'll get it right. Um, man, I gotta listen to that song. Maybe, maybe I'll edit it in and, and play us out with that song. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but in any case, um, Thank you, Curtis. And remember, folks, you can uh, catch us on Spotify. Um, just do a search for The Existentialist Cucumber. And we're also on Apple Podcast, where you can go and listen to us there. Give us a little rating. Send a little comments. It helps. And uh, we look forward to uh, doing another episode. Uh, so thank you again, Curtis. And just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. Mele Kaliki Maka is a thing to say on a bride.